Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 67. Yes. Before we get into the minute, I do want to pull back the curtain a little bit about some (laughs) technical problems we had with minute 66. (laughs) The universe didn't want us to keep talking uh, about Disney and the D23 convention because uh, the power went off. (laughs) We probably could have gone for another half an hour, but the universe said, nope, that's enough. We're cutting you off. And luckily, (laughs) luckily, our program that we use to record our audio kind of auto saves as it's being recorded. So all of our our audio was still available, so we didn't have to redo it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a relief. I was like hoping, I hope it at least saved up to the point where we stopped talking (laughs) about the actual minute of the movie. (laughs) We got lucky. And you guys got lucky, because it would have been a really long episode talking about Disney and D23, probably. (laughs) That's like the other topic that we could just talk on and on and on about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Santa Claus the movie and D23 Expo slash Disney in general. Yeah. Sharp-eared listeners may have noticed that Ben just lifted an ending uh, from a previous episode. (laughs) We never re-recorded it. You just dropped in another uh, ending plugs uh, spiel. Yeah, well, you know a lot of uh, a lot of podcasters have an intro and an uh, and an outro all pre-recorded, and Not they us. just plop it at the beginning and at the end. But no, we're we're new every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These days, you know, um, even a horse in a hoop skirt could get a podcast. Wouldn't you say so, Ben? I would say that. Yes. Well, I wouldn't. I don't use that phrase, but... (laughs) Well, we'll get to that soon, but I think BZ may be the only person who's ever used that phrase. (laughs) But I'm going to name this minute, this episode title, is going to be a horse in a hoop skirt, so we will soon be the number one Google result for horse in a hoop skirt. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Get our name out there somehow. So our minute begins with Patch asking BZ... Advertise? How do I do that? BZ responds saying that in his business, television works best. In my line, television works best. Patch does know what television is. He refers to it as one of those picture box things. Or do you think he says picture box thingies? I've listened to it multiple times and I don't know if he says things or thingies. Um, according to the book, he says thingies. Oh, I know. Those little uh, those little picture box thingies. Can we get on those? Oh, okay. So yeah. that that was my first that was my first guess. That's how I wrote it down originally. I was like, well, maybe Dudley is saying things and not thingies, but yeah. the book the book clarified it and I was too lazy to go look up the subtitles. <laughs> I tried, yeah. but I gave up. Yeah, in the book it says those little picture box thingies. Can we get on those? Okay, and here's where BZ says the line. And with enough money, a horse in a hoop skirt can get on one of those. That with enough money, a horse in a hoop skirt could get on one of those. Mm-hmm. So I punched it into Google because I was curious if it was an existing phrase. But also part of me was nervous what could possibly come up by typing in the phrase horse in a hoop skirt into Google. I didn't know if it had some vulgar meaning of some sort. 
-hmm. But I, I it, part, that part of me is pleased to report that um, nothing, nothing offensive came up. We're going to keep our general audience rating on iTunes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I couldn't find any usage of the phrase horse in a hoop skirt. Hmm. Other than this movie, obviously. I did find the profile of a professional racehorse named Hoop Skirt. <laughs> she she doesn't seem to have run any races since 2015. Oh, but, okay. you know, if she made it to, like, the Kentucky Derby or something, I would bet everything on Hoop Skirt, just in honor <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> it may not be a horse in a Hoop Skirt, but it's a horse named Hoop Skirt. Close enough. You know, enough. that's probably... Yeah. Not even... I couldn't even... There, not even an image of a horse wearing a hoop skirt came up. Not even like a cartoon or something, but huh. isn't that interesting? That is. I kind of want to see a cartoon image of a horse in a hoop skirt. <laughs> T-shirt <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> well, uh, I, yeah. That would be a real deep cut for a real Santa Claus movie. It, and it, it would have to be on a television. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to have a horse yeah. in a hoop skirt on a television. Right. <laughs> Nobody would get the joke. But it would be a fun t-shirt. The the right people would get the joke. Yeah, the ones that matter would get it. It would be a, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in the history of My Little Pony, one of the ponies has must have worn a hoop skirt before. Uh, they had to have. I mean, they're always wearing, they're wearing dresses in Generation 4. That's true. You know, we have connections uh, with some My Little Pony experts. Maybe we'll uh, ask around <laughs> and update you guys in a future episode <laughs> if a My Little Pony character has ever worn a hoop skirt. You know, some people call us a My Little Pony expert. You know that, right? You mean more experts? Yeah, yeah more experty than us. <laughs> Anyway, Patch says, money? I don't know much about that. Money? I, I don't know much about that. That pleases BZ. He was like, mmm, good. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Good. Oh. Let's, um, keep it that way, huh? Okay. So then BZ stands up and walks Patch over to the boardroom section of his office. As they walk, Patch says... But you'll fix it so I can get on the telly... What's it? Yeah, in in the book it says you just fix it so I can be on a tello whatchamacallit. Oh, so maybe uh, Dudley Moore improvised a little bit there because in the movie it's telly whatsits. Yeah, well maybe a telly whatsit was easier to say than a telly whatchamacallits. <laughs> <laughs> maybe after a certain number of takes, it's like oh, whatever, whatever, Dudley. <laughs> we just, got it. Just murmur. <laughs> Now, was there any more to that in the book? I didn't know. I, I kind of expect the book or the comic to have like a little more back and forth. Like, BZ says, uh, how long? And, I don't know, Patch gives like three, a measurement of some sort. I don't know. Okay, yeah, so the book does have a little passage that I was planning on reading, and I can do that now okay. to break up this dialogue between Patch and BZ. It's all the same up to the what channel section of okay. the movie. So that's the same. 
And then in the book, it says, the elf looked confused as if he had suddenly lost track of the conversation again. I've read about the English channel. Is that one of them? His face brightened as his mind caught up once more with the gist of the conversation. Ah, you mean what? Tell a thingamabob in what country? All of them. And then BZ says, all of them? So, and that's where the movie picks back up. So there is a little bit. It yep. was filmed. It's in the TV special, the making of the movie. Mm-hmm. After BZ says, what channel? Then Patch says, I've heard of the English channel. Is that one of them? And then there's this great little bit of John Lithgow going, no, channel, channel. And he does like a little click, 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 noise, channel. And then, then Patch says, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Is a minute all right? What channel? Oh, a channel. Um, well, I've read about the English channel. Is, is that one of them? No, no, no. What uh, channel? Oh, what telly uh, uh, thing? Um... Well, all of them. That would cost a fortune! I don't know why they cut out such that such a little brief bit of business like that. That it was so funny. It was funny. <laughs> but the the funny thing is, I don't know, I know we're going to bring this up later, is that Patch knows what a TV is. Yes. You know, and he that... must know what a channel is. That's that's what I was go- that's what I was going to say. I think the reason they cut it back is because yeah, like you said, Patch has to know what a television is because a few minutes from now, in the course of the movie, we will see that Santa has a television installed at the North Pole, mm-hmm. and the book has already stated that it was Patch himself who made the television. Right. I'm surprised even here, unless he's just playing dumb, mm-hmm. that he's calling it like a tele what sits. Yeah, well, like, I mean... Did, did, he maybe... invent, did he invent a television at the North Pole and Santa not tell him that, hey, this is called a television? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Santa is pretty down on the modern world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a confusion with me in the book and in the movie. Because it's like, how much of the modern 80s world does Santa hide from the elves? You would think that the kids writing in would be asking for more modern things as the years go on. Yeah. Even though the movie would have you believe that in 1984, 83, that they're still asking for wooden ducks and wooden wagons. Yeah. It doesn't... The toy... I mean, we kind of talked about it when all of the toys were falling apart, you know, during during the movie. But it the toys that they make at the North Pole don't really correspond to what kids are actually asking for in, in our eyes. I don't know what kids ask for in other Christmas celebrating countries, but from our United States of America mindset, what they make doesn't really correspond to what the kids would want in the mid 80s. So after Patch says he wants to be all on all of the channels, there is a chunk of boardroom footage, like behind-the-scenes footage, um, that's presented with no context whatsoever on the Blu-ray and the Blu-ray only. I don't know if they're camera tests to test lighting and makeup and close-ups. I- I'm not sure. You had a theory. 
well, that you're going to tell me about. Yeah, well, there's, um, there is a section here before, well, I guess it's after, after this, but it kind of in the same area. They're still sitting in the same, it's still standing and sitting in the same area, um, where BZ and Patch kind of have like this moment and I don't know if maybe this was kind of filmed in different ways, you know, this conversation that they're having. You know, part of it is standing, part of it is sitting at their board table, the board room desk table. I don't know if maybe they filmed it in different, you know, different configurations. Maybe. You know, and, and picked what they liked the best. Um, but there is a scene that I was going to read in a minute Uh that I think maybe that's where the footage is from. Okay, we'll hold on to that then. Yeah. But but there is once again there's a hilarious little reaction by BZ. I don't know if we can recreate it here. I don't <laughs> even know how we'd capture the audio. Maybe you can just I'd have record to do it, it on, on my phone because <laughs> I can't record off from a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, we can capture audio off of a DVD as yes. you heard with the click 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 click. But this reaction, so Patch says all of them. And BZ lets out this little, oh! <laughs> it's so funny. It reminds me of some, it's kind of close to like the lead up of the for free, you know, mm-hmm. where he kind of does that oh, 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 thing at the beginning. It's kind of like a, like a millisecond of that before the for free thing. It's very similar, but it's really like a, like he almost like choked on his cigar smoke or something, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it comes out of nowhere and the face that John Lithgow makes is so hysterical. <laughs> but I'm glad that exists on the Blu-ray. It makes me wonder if they recorded all this boardroom footage like on the same day, like mm-hmm. this back and forth between Patch and BZ and then with all the reporters that we'll see yeah. later after the product has been distributed. Probably get all of the stuff in one scene, you know, one set done at the same time. But then again, speaking of the set, in the background, we see like a lighted display case in the background. You can't really make out what's in there, but the book does reveal that that's supposed to be like BZ's greatest hits, like Betty Beauty and Mm -hmm. the BZ Panda and all the awards they've won at various toy fairs, or at least... The awards that BZ claims they have won, they may right. uh, they may be a little dubious, <laughs> but we see like a close up of that in that chunk of footage on the Blu-ray. But, but it's it doesn't different. look like yeah, it's a totally different setup, totally different display. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about it now because we see the camera holding up. I don't even know why they got this close. Maybe it was like B-roll footage. I don't know what it is. I swear someone just had a handy cam, well, an '80s style handy cam behind the scenes of everything just filming it just because you know like (laughs) maybe someday we'll want to see this and they got bored and they like looked at the plaque while they were waiting for everything to get set up it makes me wonder how much footage like that exists to every movie ever made where Uh, (laughs) from every camera (laughs) angle ever so there's a like a golden placard in the display case um not in this boardroom scene we'll have to look and see if we can spot it in the other boardroom scene. Maybe BZ has two boardrooms. I don't know. It says, BZ Toy Co. proudly present their international toy fair prize winners. And then it, there's a little 
placard that looks like you can switch out the name. Yep. And it says Betty Beauty. And then underneath it, it says the BZ Panda. And then on either side, it, pan- it pulls out a little bit. And then you can see a Betty Beauty. And then you can see a BZ Panda who looks nothing like the BZ Panda <laughs> we saw torn apart in the Senate hearing or yeah. the one that was being pulled off the toy shelf. It looks like just like the skin of like a deformed Mickey Mouse doll <laughs> or something. It does. It looks like it's a Mickey Mouse head on top of a panda body. Like a like a, a knockoff Mickey Mouse head. Not like a, <laughs> not an official one. In this particular scene, it looks like it might be that same uh, placard, you know, the yeah. Toy Fair winners. Yeah. But it looks like the toys are, like, on pedestals almost as opposed to mounted on the wall. Yeah, it looks like, like they reconfigured the showcase because if it's the same placard, that placard is a lot bigger than it looks like it is in the in the uh, behind-the-scenes deleted whatever it was that we were watching. Um, that has this because the one that was shown behind the scenes was kind of like, um, let's see, it had one, two, three, four, five, it had six sides, but it wasn't, they weren't all even, you know, it was like, it wasn't a square, a rectangle. It was like a, what, what, what's a six sided shape? (laughs) Is it a hexagon? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. And, but it wasn't, like, fully even, you know. We'll have a picture of it on our website. Because I took a picture of the TV screen. So we could share it. But it also looks like the one in this clip from the actual movie. It looks like there are six toys represented in there. Yeah, I wonder what the other ones are. Because you yeah. can't make them out in either version because the focus is on patch and bz in the foreground and around bz's office you can see these leather chairs with the bz logo Mm -hmm. on them fairly recently within the past year or so somebody somebody on facebook who's what had a relative involved with the production of the movie saved some of the like i don't know what you'd call them decals yeah or at least the cutout that they used to make the decal Mm -hmm. and has been trying to sell them i don't know if he ever did or not we, could, we couldn't justify it because, <laughs> you know... To, we even, wanted even we, them, but... Yeah, we did. <laughs> and also, in the middle of the desk, you can see, I think it's a paperweight with the mm-hmm. BZ logo. A couple of those also still exist. They we, they sold on eBay many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. So we hope they, they've all found good homes. We yeah. would love a BZ paperweight. That'd be pretty cool. That would be really cool. You're going to have to get crafty and uh, copy that BZ logo and uh, start making some stuff. Well, I did I, I did try to make some magnets, but I haven't been too successful with it yet. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll so get people there. Can, people can order a BZ Toys logo magnet or keychain. Yeah. Go with their ho- horse and a hoop skirt. T-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with as many takes as you know that these guys did. Mm-hmm. Just, there's like tw- literally 28 minutes of footage of just filming that boardroom scene yeah. stuff. And who knows how much more there was on top of what's not on the Blu-ray. But how many cigars do you think John Lithgow went through? He's really puffing away at him. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Beezy, who's uh, like flipping through, I, I assume it must be a ledger of some sort. Mm-hmm. What channel? Well, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Which countries? 
All of them. All of them? Yes. All the countries, all the channels. Okay, Ben, can you do a uh, BZ impersonation here? After Patch says, all the countries, all the channels? Oh, okay. Yeah. All of them? That would cost a fortune. But that would cost a fortune. Then Patch calmly responds. If you give extra kisses, you get bigger hugs. BZ is like staring at Patch dumbfounded. I mean, I think most people would just having that dropped on you out of context, <laughs> especially in the year 2021. <laughs> so after when this is happening, there's actually a little bit more in the book. Uh, it kind of alludes to it in the making of uh, behind the scenes that we watched on the Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, this kind of fits in here. If you give extra kisses, you get bigger hugs. That's what Santa's wife always says. He thought fleetingly and fondly of Anya's smiling face and felt a twinge of homesickness. BZ was now staring at him in open wonder. You really are an elf, huh? He murmured. Nobody, not even a lunatic, could be as ignorant of the world as this character, unless he was from the North Pole, too. The thought was almost too mind-boggling to believe, and yet, somehow, he believed it. And then it picks up where the movie is, where Patch says, Anyway, that's all the advertising you'll ever need. Yeah, there is a bit, isn't there, where BZ, like, kind of pokes at him. Mm -hmm. Says, you really are an elf? And then Patch, like, pokes him back and says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, should we get into the, the phrase... <laughs> I, I haven't Googled this one. I don't if know you if give extra to. kisses, you get bigger hugs. I know in a more innocent age, mm -hmm. it's basically, you know, kindness is its own reward sort of thing. Right. <laughs> but being something Anya always says, you know, and looking at it through the filter of 2021, it's like, Anya, no. No, <laughs> you don't have to do that. And... I would imagine that it really should be. I mean, saying that it's 100% um, accepted on both sides, wouldn't it be if you give bigger hugs, you get extra kisses? You, you shouldn't kiss before you hug. There's no kissing before the hugging. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there should be the hugging before the kissing. Like, the phrase is a little backwards. You don't just right. go up to someone and kiss them and expect a hug. <laughs> if you, now I have to Google it. I, I spent so much time looking, trying to look up uh, the horse and the hoop skirt that I didn't look up. <laughs> if you give extra kisses, you get... There's an autofill on Google. Wow. The first uh, result that comes up is under a website called 80s Movie Quotes. Oh, okay. Yeah, once you get off the first page of Google search results for um, if you give extra kisses, you get extra hugs, which seems to be an original to this movie, by the way. I can't find anything, oh. any references that don't tie it back to Santa Claus the movie. But here's like one of those uh, relationship advice sites asking, what does it mean when your ex gives you a long, tight hug <laughs> and kisses you on the cheek? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's supposed to just be a elf version of the get you get more bees with 
honey yeah, than yeah. with vinegar or flies or whatever mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. That you get more flies with honey than vinegar or whatever. But but here sitting in 2021, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this could be a little problematic on you. Yeah. You, you don't have to feel yeah. like you have to kiss people to get uh, <laughs> them to be nice to you. Especially since she's the only female amongst a whole community of 347 elves. Oh, goodness. We don't want to go down that no. road. It's like, it's like a Smurfette thing. It is. It's a very <laughs> much a Smurfette thing that we're going to pretend is not there. There's a blocker. We're not going past it. <laughs> You're not going past it. Is, is, is that one chimney we're not going to go down on this podcast? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a that, blocked that, chimney. That, yeah, yeah, you got to block it. You've planted the seed. Now, I can't, <laughs> now, now I'm thinking of it. We better move on. We're moving okay. on, moving on. Choo-choo. <laughs> so after Patch says that's what Santa's wife is always saying, all we see is BZ still sitting there speechless. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Patch saying, Sorry. That's what Santa's wife's always saying. <laughs> anyway, that's all the advertising you'll ever need. It better be. How many workers does this uh, product require? Again, flipping through that notebook that he has on his lap. So it has to be like a budget thing. I don't know if it's a budget or a calendar, like, you know, to organize when things are going to happen. Maybe. I, I would think BZ, BZ has Miss Abruzzi. How come she's not handling this? Well, she's been cut out of the movie, you know? <laughs> like, you're just going to bring her in randomly. Like, nobody well, knows be- that BZ's talking to him in here. This is a completely top secret project. Uh, that's true. That's nobody true. knows Fair enough. anything about Patch yet. By the way, going back to Miss Abruzzi and the deleted scenes, we did go back and watch that scene where he storms past her and tells her to hold the calls, no visitors. And I was looking, I was looking to see if she had a nervous twitch. She did seem a bit nervous, but I didn't notice any nervous twitches. She wasn't really on screen long enough either. No, she was a little jumpy because obviously here's the big boss coming through, Mm -hmm. screaming and ranting and raving. Like a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) An escaped lunatic? Yeah. Just me? And then our minute ends. Yeah. Anything else to add from the book or the comic book this week? I can't really talk about the comic because it's too um, too broad and too interchangeable with all of the other minutes. So I can't talk about the comic. But before we end this minute's conversation, yes. I do want to rewind a little bit back to minute uh, 65. <laughs> 65 where we talked about bz's commute to his warehouse in his office oh, yes mm-hmm. um i did a lot of googling and google mapping and uh research and i did post my findings on our website but i wanted to do a quick little summary for those of you who do not go to our website to see our supplemental information So I did a lot of work. Okay, I mapped out where we think BZ lives. We figured this out a long time ago. So I had the location of where BZ's townhouse was. And then I found a location on Long Island that is a factory that's kind of on on the ocean that is similar to what they show for BZ's factory because we know it's not real you know 
I, I know they didn't use an actual factory in New York as the background to this. So I just picked something that is similar on Long Island. So time-wise, I hate to tell BZ, but it doesn't sound like he is saving any time whatsoever going from his townhouse to a helipad to get into a helicopter to fly over to Long Island to then get into a limo to drive to the warehouse. Because if he just drove, if he just had his limo driver drive him from his townhouse to my fictional uh, warehouse office building for BZ Toys, it would be anywhere from 51 minutes to an hour and 29 minutes. So about okay. an hour, hour and a half, depending on uh, traffic, you know, because traffic's crazy in New York. Flying, it takes 50 minutes plus the time he is in the helicopter. So say it's like, what, a 10, 15 minute flight? I don't know how long it takes to fly in a helicopter anywhere, but let's just say 15 minutes. It's still over an hour to fly, and there's a whole bunch of these checkpoints he has to go through. Because the closest helicopter location to his townhouse in Manhattan is um, a place called Mercury Jets today. So we're just going to go off from today's locations. And that's a 20-minute drive down Fifth Avenue from his townhouse. That's where he would have to get onto the helicopter. Because in 1977, <laughs> I think it was, New York banned helicopter pads on, on roofs below a certain height. And Beezy's townhouse clearly is below a certain height for a helicopter pad to be on top of his townhouse. So he would have to travel to get to a helicopter pad. So do you like all of this work I've done to figure out BZ's traveling route to his fictional I, I warehouse? I do. I do. I do love the attention to detail that you put into that. <laughs> and in, then, in, uh, in the production of the movie, I'm sure somebody was just going through the budget and go, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to rent a helicopter right. for this scene. Yeah. yeah. We'll just get him to his office ASAP. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, so it doesn't really, really make, it doesn't really, really make sense. <laughs> and they probably also didn't want to, once they landed on, oh, we need a big reveal that he's Cornelia's, oh, should I spoil it? <laughs> I think we <laughs> Cornelia, I, I think everybody knows by now. If you're listening <laughs> this far into our podcast, you know that uh, there's a big reveal coming up. Well, not really, because we talked about his pictures all over the living yeah, room that's when true. Cornelia was meeting Joe and Santa. But but anyway, the, the, there's the big reveal that he's the evil step-uncle right. of Cornelia. And if they'd shown Beezy stopping off at that townhouse, we would have already known. Right, yeah. 
So there are multiple reasons, but I'm sure mostly it boiled down to a budget thing. It's like, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't need to try to film the scene of BZ and Towser on a helicopter. We can get the same information out in another way. Right. <laughs> because that was originally, uh, the it was going to be in the helicopter where they, they did the back and forth that we no. see in the movie that they did coming out of the Senate hearing. No, it was going to be in the limo. Oh, in the limo. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, Towser was waiting How, to get yeah. on the limo. Yeah. The helicopter was going to land. BZ was going to get off the helicopter and Towser would be there and then they would get into the limo yeah just seems like a lot of extra steps so. yeah yeah they cut those all out so anyway I just wanted to share my findings doing my google searching around New York because you know we don't know that much about New York so I'm really learning a lot during this uh, podcast about this movie that takes place there that isn't even filmed there <laughs> hey hey it looks like we're close to or about to cross the half hour mark and we haven't gone too far off topic that's pretty impressive for us <laughs> so so ben mm-hmm. are, are you going to do your normal ending spiel this week or are you going to uh splice in <laughs> an ending spiel from a previous episode and see if anybody notices you know it's a lot easier if we actually do it <laughs> <laughs> that's true then you don't have to bring up an episode and it's one where i went off track and then right you're know, like oh come on i have to pick and choose which ones that actually were recorded correctly <laughs> is next week the for free minute yes oh goodness we still don't know what we're gonna do yet i know we have some thinking to do i i, I hope nobody raises their expectations thinking that we got lithgow we didn't for the for- <laughs> There is, unfortunately, there is like 0% chance we will ever get Lithgow to be on this (laughs) podcast. We would love it, but he doesn't like the movie, and we are peanuts compared to what he does for a living. Yeah, we'd be talking to, you know, whoever handles him. It's like, okay, how much are you going to pay him? Oh, we were hoping he'd do it for free. (laughs) And then in the background, you'd hear uh, John Lithgow say, For free! But that would be all we needed, as long as we had that recorded. He said it. He said the thing. (laughs) You know, in real life, he would just get up and walk away. He wouldn't wouldn't put all of that effort. We we did find uh, this. this, We're going off track again. But it's Santa Claus movie related. I did find that Jeffrey Kramer, who plays Towser, has a presence on uh, Instagram. Mm. You know, I thought he was going to be like, you know... Mr. Hollywood Big Shot producer, you know, keeps to himself and his pile of money. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> but he seems to have totally embraced his uh, role in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Like his whole Instagram account is just pictures of Jaws. <laughs> of his character in Jaws. And he seems to do Comic-Con appearances and everything. I dug up a couple podcast interviews he gave. But nobody talks about Santa Claus the movie. He hasn't talked about Santa Claus the movie, so... I wonder, does he hate it like Lithgow does? <laughs> because he and Lithgow had worked before together well, maybe, on Broadway. Well, you know, maybe if uh, he would ever come to a New England Comic Con, we could go could ask him. Ask him. <laughs> Everybody will be bringing pictures of Jaws, and we'll have a uh, eight by ten picture of uh, Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> In one of the Santa Claus the movie coloring books, there is a whole page. <laughs> yes. Of like a headshot of Dr. Eric Towser. It's like, guess what? Every kid wants to color in their Santa coloring book. 
I'll put that on our website too. It's really funny. <laughs> I'll even color it in. <laughs> Would you color it in? No, and digitally, ask, digitally, yeah. digitally. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I say if there was a Comic Con around the New England area, yes, that Jeffrey Kramer was at, yes. Would you bring in your hand-colored Santa Claus the movie, the coloring book picture of Eric Towser? Well, I wouldn't actually color. I don't want to color in my coloring book. <laughs> You'd have to make a photocopy. Yeah. I just want to bring in the book and have him sign his page. <laughs> Maybe he can sign right in the middle of his head. Like, yeah. I would totally do that. It's like, you, you remember Puce? Puce? <laughs> You're like, ugh. These people. You're like. <laughs> no, these like, like it happens a lot. You, you, you just look at you like, what? What? Puce what? What, what are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> oh, goodness. I really wish they made a Puce juice. I mean, you know, Harry Potter gets their butterbeer and their pumpkin, pumpkin head lager. Oh. I don't remember what it's called. Pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkin something. Pumpkin juice. Oh, what? Yeah, I think it's just pumpkin juice. Yeah, pumpkin at Universal juice. Studios, we, somewhere, I don't know if we got rid of it, but we got the bottle of pumpkin juice, yeah. we got the butter beer. Yeah. If Santa Claus the movie went over better, we could have puce juice. There, yeah, there could have been a whole a whole Santa <laughs> workshop area. Yeah. At uh, um, Universal Studios. I Off to the there. side, there there could be like a BZ toy store mm-hmm. where you could buy the Puce Pops. It even could be right Puce... next to uh, Harry Potter Wizarding World because that's winter. So you could have, <laughs> you have like a winter land. You'd have Harry Potter in winter and then you could just scooch over to Santa Claus. I mean, they're close. <laughs> well, what would the big ride be? Now, now we're really diving down. It would have to be a hole. roller coaster. It would have to be a roller coaster. You're in Santa's sleigh, and probably you'd have you'd have to do the tr- the super duper looper. Oh, and, that that would work. And you could be, or you could either be in the sleigh, or you could have a whole bunch of cars that are uh, patch mobiles. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like the uh, like the Back to the Future ride used yeah. to be. Yeah, have patch mobiles, you know, and you're going through, and you have some sort of a crisis, like it's going to explode due to bad batch of candy canes or something and then you have the super duper looper and uh then they could also have like a oh they could have like a um like a like a do you remember i don't know if these rides still exist but it's kind of like the gravitron where it's like a a cylinder right and you have the floor and then it spins really fast, and then the floor drops out, yeah, they, and you're, like, stuck have, to yeah. the wall. Yeah, they still have those at, like, carnivals and stuff. No, not... No, the one I'm thinking of is uh, was at Riverside Park in Massachusetts just now, um, Six Flags. And I think they completely got rid of all of the original rides that were there. But anyway, they could have something like that that could be simulation of um, going down the chimney. You know, like you could have like a going down the chimney with Santa. You'd have like a like a thing where you're like Woo! when you like go down. That'd be fun. Oh, or oh no, you could have one of those um those uh dropping rides. You know, uh like Tower of Terror. That could be like a chimney. <laughs> you're going down to deliver presents, and then you get stuck. That'd be a and little terrifying. Go up, and then you go down, and then you go up, and you go down. 
I could also picture like a like a reindeer training school or something. So it'd be like the Dumbo ride. Yeah. Yep. For the little that. ones, mm-hmm. so you're not mm-hmm. scarring anybody for life, sending them down the Tower of Terror, saying you're Santa going down a chimney. <laughs> Well, that wouldn't be for little kids. I mean, it's just like it every every amusement park has one. Even one of the the little tiny amusement park in the state of Maine has one of those droppy rides. Everybody has them. <laughs> but I do love the idea of a patchmobile ride. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really made. It's it's made just like an amusement park car. For a, a car, for a roller coaster or something like that. Yeah, and maybe you could have the screens, like, next to you so it looks like, oh, there's San- say hi to Santa, everyone, as yeah. he flies by. Yeah. Maybe BZ could float by, like, mm-hmm. like have a domed ceiling or something. Yeah, see yeah. BZ fly. Yeah, it could Get even be similar down. to, like, the Harry Potter where it's just, like, a whole bunch of different dome screens. And he fly to each dome screen for a different scene, you know? I can just see somebody at Universal. What movie should we license next? What should we license next for our next billion-dollar theme park? And their crazy cousins listening to our podcast and be like, Santa Claus is a movie! It's like, oh, we were going to go with Fast and Furious. (laughs) Or or Nintendo. Super Nintendo Land in the U.S. But Santa Claus the movie land? Because there aren't... 5,000 Santa villages across the United States. <laughs> you could get the full experience. Uh, Cornelia could set you out a bowl of food how and come, a Coca-Cola. Okay, how come one of the 6,000 Santa Village amusement parks that are peppered across the United States, how come one of them is not themed to Santa Claus the movie? I don't know. We need... There's... See, we need unlimited income. Then we could buy one that has decided they want to close up shop. And we could re-theme it. Rebrand it. Rebrand it. to still a Santa village, right? But it's a Santa Claus the movie village. Yeah, that'd be kind of a deep cut. But, you know, most people come here and be like, oh, this is... This is still Santa. Yeah. Santa. Uh, Santa Land. What's the name of the? Yeah. What's, well, what's the name of the one in uh, New Hampshire? Santa's Village. Santa's Village. Yeah. 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 yeah it would still be Santa's Village, except. Uh, yeah, we would just theme it. I mean, how much can it be to get? We've said this before. How much can it be to get the rights to? Uh, it can't be Santa that Claus? much. Nobody's doing anything with it. And like we've established before on this podcast, most of the trademarks uh, have uh, lapsed. Yeah. So we could have everything. We could have we could have the elf made logo on all of the branding, the t-shirts. We could have elf made pencils and t-shirts and cups and mugs and everything. We'd have to have a McDonald's in there. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, we would have to get a McDonald's franchise in there. <laughs> Somehow, maybe in the parking lot, you know, so that it isn't tied completely to the uh so that everybody in town can still go. You know what I mean? Do you make sure that we get enough revenue? Okay, that's good thinking. Thank you. <laughs> we, we the, I'm waiting for, I'm half expecting the power to go out again to cut us off. <laughs> then we also have to have a New York set. Yep, that's where we could have the BZ toys. Yeah. The BZ toy shop. Yeah, oh, yeah there'd be like a be New perfect. York street. Yeah, well, see, what we could have is the McDonald's outside in the parking lot, right? That is accessible to everyone not just ticket holders. That could be kind of built up like a New York City type 
area, you know, and then part of the park is goes to New York, and then you have some sort of a, a division between the two where you're then into the North Pole. Yeah, you'd have to like yeah. cross, you'd have to cross through something, you know, yeah. like when you get into Diagon Alley. Right. In right. Uh, Harry Potter. Maybe it could be like, you know, like in those, um, it could be a really big tunnel, you know, like in uh, the, the fun, the fun houses, you know, that go on the, on the carnivals, they have like this twirly tube and you walk through the, you walk through the, the gate with a twirly tube of stars and you're all discombobulated in there because you're all dizzy and you're like your brain doesn't know what to do and then you come out on the other side and you're at the north pole with the big christmas tree yeah yeah going going through the tunnel it would have to be like cold. super cold yeah like when you go see the penguins yeah it's gonna be cold sea and World. it's gonna be snowing you have to have the fake snow like so because you have to die to get in <laughs> Yeah, and then then we could you know in addition to McDonald's, we could also you could also go to Groot's Kitchen, right? You know, there'd be the big cauldron. Yeah, Groot's Kitchen would be where you would get your food, obviously. And you'd have to have a uh, you'd have to have reindeer there, just like at the Santa's Village here in New Hampshire. You'd have the the oh, yeah, reindeer yeah. petting farm or whatever. Maybe not actually petting them, but you know. And it would have to look like the reindeer stable that right. Patch. Uh, hangs out in exactly mm-hmm. and it could be covered in blueprints like you could see yeah you could have like oh here's where patch uh sleeps in it'd be of his inventions yeah. and his blueprints yeah you never actually see patch there he's always off doing something right right like there'll be a note saying out to lunch right. or something mm-hmm. yeah just <laughs> inventing me. something new yeah <laughs> okay we we've got this we just need to find some investors yeah so any of you want to invest? I think we got a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Go to Kickstarter.com. <laughs> and start one for us. <laughs> Everybody who uh, contributes will get a free ticket. <laughs> the two people the... who are still listening. To... You you don't even have to put an ending on here because nobody... <laughs> nobody's still nobody... listening. As Ben said, uh, we do have a website where you can uh, see all the extra supplemental information things we've referenced yeah things bins puts up there every single week yeah it's in the uh, description of every episode of our show uh to make it easier it's not going to make any sense so you're probably not going to remember but you can also just go to binstoybin.com if you don't want to actually click on the link in the description so and that'll lead you to and yeah that'll lead santa you the to podcast santa claus <laughs> podcast i know it doesn't doesn't make sense but just trust me it does <laughs> and you can also follow us you can be one of the many mm. dozen dozens <laughs> tens of followers that we have on social media <laughs> all right and but me and ben we post a brand new episode each and every wednesday and if we don't cut it off soon we will just be talking straight through till next wednesday but on wednesdays you can download a brand new episode for free!